If you have from the capital of the Commonwealth, this is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 1061 ESPN. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Call in and talk with Bob anytime at 327-0888. Now, here's Bob Black with the Sports Huddle on 1061 ESPN. It is hour two of the Tuesday Sports Huddle. Welcome back, or thank you for joining us. Maybe you're just finishing up work and getting in the car and heading home, and we appreciate you taking us along for the ride here on 1061 ESPN. Bob Black with you here. Lewis producing this afternoon, and we're ready to get our second hour started. We're going to lead it off with some baseball talk uh, with the longtime outstanding baseball columnist for USA Today, Bob Nightingale. We'll talk some baseball here to get you going in the 5 o'clock hour. Of course, we talk a lot of baseball. We know Baltimore, Minnesota, Texas leading in the American League, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Dodgers leading in the National League, and then you got the wide card going with Tampa, Houston, and Toronto in the American League, and then over the National League, the Phillies, Giants, and Marlins today. Marlins leapfrog into that last wild card spot. So with that as a backdrop, let's bring Bob Nightingale into our conversation, and let's talk some baseball. Hello, Bob. How are you? Yeah, doing great. Thanks, Bob. Absolutely. Appreciate you spending some time with us again. Um, let me start with the team that we talk a lot about. We carry their games here in Richmond, and that's the Atlanta Braves um, and what they've been doing. And I was talking about this in the 4 o'clock hour, Bob. It's just amazing. The guys that they find or they put in a Braves uniform and they become like all-stars. Like they, they bring up Winans to pitch in a doubleheader, and he throws a great game. Now they got him 21 runs as well. And this guy, Nicky Lopez, who they just picked up from the Kansas City Royals plays like an all-star how do the Braves do this all the time Bob it's just amazing yeah I'm just a first-class operation and uh, obviously we saw that you know in the in the 90s and early 2000s when they you know, won 14 straight division titles but yeah I mean, they never uh, never have a high payroll it's not like they uh, go over the luxury tax but just win and uh, pretty much a homegrown talent and, uh, you know, then they lock these guys up. They stay around. A very close-knit team. So, yeah, I mean, they, you know, there's some flaws. You know, you worry about the depth of rotation. You worry about that back in the bullpen. But, man, that lineup is uh, unreal. At what point, Bob, do you think Brian Snicker really is starting to game plan for the postseason? I mean, obviously, they're not going to lose the NL East. They're up 11.5 to go with, uh, with less than 50 uh, to go. Does he start doing that? And, you know, a lot has been made of the four guys who have played every game, three now that have played every game, pitching rotation that you mentioned. At some point, does he start to kind of – uh, massage and manufacture what he's doing at the end of the regular season for a long postseason run. Yeah, you're not going to push your starters to go, you know, seven, eight, nine, you know, in the last couple of weeks. You know, probably, okay, if you got, you know, give give me five innings sort of thing, just make sure everybody, you know, nobody gets hurt. Uh, pull your starters out more. Figure out, you know, who's going to end up, who's going to be on that, uh, but, you know, postseason roster. You know, what pinch hitters you want that you can trust off the bench. Uh, you know what? What relievers can you trust in the you know, late, late game? So a lot of experimentation going on as well. Uh, but you know you want to keep sharp. Uh, you know you, you win the division, uh, you're going to have a six-day layoff. So you know last year they get you know upset by the Philadelphia Phillies. So they got to you know they got to got to make sure that okay we're still uh, we're, we're still a good team here. 
So I know Mookie Betts and and uh, Freddie Freeman might have something to say about this, but you would think either Acuna or Olson would be your MVP. Are uh, you think along those lines as well? Yeah, I would probably go Acuna number one right now. Probably Freeman two, and then maybe uh, Olson three, Betts four. You know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Ron Acuna right now. It is in the driver's seat, you know, particularly with all those stolen bases and stuff. You know, I know his numbers are almost identical to Freddie Freeman's, you know, outside the uh, stolen bases. But I would, I would think right now it's certainly uh, a Cunin's job to uh, or have him to lose. Uh, the Braves play game two of their series tonight at home against the Yankees. As I mentioned, you'll hear it here on 1061 ESPN at 705. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the team in that other dugout, Bob, and what's going on there and what you think might be going on with a New York Yankee team that is in last place and kind of spinning its wheels right now. Yeah, I mean, just a, uh, a team that, you know, uh, their, their moves are not paying out. The free agents they got, you know, uh, were bust uh, guys underperform, but the, the pitching really left him in uh, in disarray. You know when Radon's you know not 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 pitching. You know Severino's been awful. Uh, you know Montas you know was out the whole year. You know just on and on. So I just the uh, you know the rotation is you pick you up when the offense hits a slide. The offense hit a slide when Aaron Judge got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this could be the first time since 92. You know, they finished with a sub-500 record. Uh, and usually when a veteran team falls out of it, you know, they kind of give up. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all to see them finish under 500. Well, if that happens, would you expect the seismic change there? And I know in your in your most recent column uh, in USA Today, usatoday.com slash sports, you have your managerial carousel, and Aaron Boone's name certainly is on that carousel, isn't it, if that happens? Yeah, I would think Brian Cashman would be safe for sure. But I would think they'd take a hard look at, at Boone. Uh, someone's got to pay the price for this. Uh, they've even tried a couple different coaching changes, things like that. And, uh, you know, the fans obviously want want to change. I think that Boone would probably take the uh, fall for it. Now, you know, not guaranteed by any means, but I would think if they, uh, you know, miss the playoffs, particularly if they uh, can disappear down the stretch, I would think, you know, maybe 40% chance it comes back. I bet it's less than 50-50. So on the other side of that managerial carousel, if, if Boone is, is on the hot seat, you mentioned this in your column, you know, one of the guys who really should be patted on the back and tip your cap to and could be AL Manager of the Year is Bruce Bochy of Texas. I would say in these parts – uh, Bob, we talk a lot uh, about Brandon Hyde at Baltimore. So Bochi is one. Would you say Hyde is, is 1A uh, this year in the American League? Because what the Orioles have done has been nothing short of sensational. No, it really hasn't. I mean, uh, you know, with the, with the uh, strides the Orioles made last year, I mean, certainly, you know, look what Hyde did. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think, you know, a lot of times it's impossible to win it back and back or, you know, be considered that high. That high. But the uh, – you know, for the Rangers to, uh, you know, not get anything from DeGrom. It's pretty much the same team as they had before. For them to take the jump, particularly if they win the AL West, I think it goes to Bochy. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'd probably finish uh, second for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, two teams that are really over 70 wins already and still rolling and, and certainly having uh, 
having great years. Uh, two of the more disappointing teams uh, have certainly been the Padres and the Mets. What, what do you kind of make of what happened there? I mean, obviously the Mets, uh, you, you talked about the Yankees' moves not working out. Certainly the Mets' moves didn't work out as well. And I would be even more surprised as to why whatever happened to the Padres happened. How about from your perspective? Yeah, I, I think the Padres, uh, I really believe they're the most underachieving team in baseball history. Uh, I mean, it's who's who lineup in there? Uh, just stars everywhere you went. Yeah, that clubhouse in spring training was like the Yankees Red Sox combined with all the media there and all the star power and talking about the World Series. I think the Mets were flawed. Just, you know, uh, Scherzer and Berliner, you know, you know, weren't great. So too many, too many uh, guys kind of underperformed with the Mets. But I think on, on the Padres part, you know, these guys are, you know, pretty much healthy. The pitching staff was actually very good. And I just think it's, you know, lack of, uh, lack of heart. Uh, even Juan so the other day says too many games where we just quit. Well, that's, you know, uh, really a, a damning statement on the, on the entire operation there. So, I mean, it shows you better have chemistry and culture and not, not just, uh, talent out there. Cause they, you know, they have as much talent or you know, buy more talent than anybody and you're just floundering, floundering along. Um, I, I think they're done. And I think, you know, they're probably going to make a managerial change and fire Bob Melvin in the season. You know, someone has to pay the price for this. Yeah, absolutely. So there are a couple stars out there on the West Coast. Uh, where do you think they wind up? You mentioned one of them, Juan Soto. And then what about Shohei with the Angels? Obviously, they kept him and hoped to make a run this year. And that's not happening at the moment. I mean, they're they're a long way out of a wild card spot at this point. Yeah, so to remember, has one more year left. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll trade him in the offseason, mm-hmm. hang on to him, another trying to sign him. I, you know, I'm not sure why. It just <laughs> hasn't worked there. Uh, but, yeah, but he uh, under contract through 2024. Otani, I mean, you figured the Dodgers. I don't know for sure. But, you know, it's got to be the, the uh, Dodgers, Angels, Giants. And I guess you throw in the Padres because they're always throwing money at people. Um, but I would think, you know, especially with you, Darvish, already there in San Diego, I, I can't see it. The Dodgers make all the sense in the world. I'm not going to completely rule out the Angels, but I, 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 I'd like the Dodgers' chances better. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, let me finish up with you, Bob, and really appreciate Bob Nightingale, USA Today Baseball columnist, visiting with us here to start the 5 o'clock hour. A, a team that we talk about more because they're right here in our neck of the woods, but I think nationally it's just a blip on the radar and not in the conversation. It won't be talked about this year, and understandably so, but that's what they're doing in Washington. And there's a chance they may not even finish last, and a lot of that has to do with the Mets as much as it does with Washington. But, you know, we believe that their young guys have already exceeded this year's expectations their heartbeat has been great they've had come from behind wins um, they're winning now their farm system is still loaded um, do you think washington's stay in baseball purgatory may be shorter than some people thought it would be i, I really do bob i think they've done an excellent rebuilding job it's a feisty team you know as, as you pointed out uh, I mean, you know, imagine the odds you said before the season started that they'd finish with a better record than Mets, yeah. which is, you know, certainly possible. Uh, you know, low payroll there now. Um, they've done an excellent rebuilding job. You know, we'll see how, you know, how they uh, keep, uh, you know, building here. But a, uh, there's no reason in the world they can't be, you know, competitive next year, at least around 500. And then a, uh, you know, a serious playoff contender in two years. So, you know, they've done a. You know, Mike Rizzo and that staff has done a great job rebuilding in the past, and they're doing it again. 
Uh, I really like their job they've done. I think this is uh, as as good a managing job as David Martinez has done. Because on paper, you know, this team should be getting, you know, blown out or lose, uh, you know, lose over 100 games. And they're, you know, you know they're hanging tough. And, uh, yeah, they, they don't give up. Not at all. Uh, that's been a pleasant surprise. I don't know. Baseball in the beltway could be back between Baltimore and Washington. Uh, certainly the future is, is very bright. Bob, as always, we appreciate it. Thank you. We'll continue to read your, your articles, your columns uh, uh, in USA Today and hope to get you back on here as we get closer to postseason time. All right. Look forward to it. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Bob Nightingale. And you can follow him on Twitter as well, at B Nightingale. And, of course, uh, USA Today uh, slash sports, usatoday.com slash sports. Um, all right, good stuff as we kind of uh, went across the country there with a Major League Baseball update, which you know I always enjoy as well. All right, uh, 514 on the Sports Huddle. Here's where we're headed for the remainder of the 5 o'clock hour on a Tuesday afternoon.